This episode was recorded before the final SCOTUS decision on Roe v. Wade. Vicious Cycle. It's a comedy podcast about periods. I'm Meg Trowbridge. I'm Meg Hayes. And I'm Kate Elston. We are fresh off of our 100th episode. We're still riding high off of that live episode. So high. I'm still, I'm buzzed. I'm still buzzed. I am too. Definitely buzzing. It was incredible. So, So grateful for all the people that came out and supported did I just flash you guys by accident? <laughs> no, I, no I mean, if you did, I missed it, and I regret everything. Damn, I, went, I, I, I regret it, too. I lifted up my shirt to cough, and I think I showed my underboob. <laughs> <clears throat> Any hoodle. Yeah, it was such a great show. Oh, my God. Yeah. So great to be back in performing live yes. with you guys. Um, it's only our second time ever, and I want to do more. Yeah, me too. It felt good. I yeah, agree. If you guys want to pay for us to come to your town and do a live show, we're there, we're, baby. We're cheap. We're we pack up light. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, and you will have just heard that one hundredth episode. This is episode technically one hundred one. And uh, Mayhe has brought us some bleed search about the history of abortion. Abortion. Yeah, something that she she talked about briefly in the live show, and my mind was just like triangles, <laughs> like Hippocrates, <laughs> the like enslaved people. Like there yeah. was so much interesting stuff. So I'm ready to continue this deep dive. Yeah. yeah so I was a little concerned that I would have to like re say everything. I I literally have like a whole other hour of brand new information. Like Dunsey. I don't even think I'm going to repeat myself, which is fucking insane. You could write the amount of dissertations that I've like read, like skimmed. Sure. You could write entire books on so many topics I'm going to bring up today. So if something tickles your fancy. There's probably a great article telling you more about it. Um, Truly. It's probably for wow. the best that I got cut off because I could have made so many episodes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on this on this um, topic. And also, it's just all brand new information. Uh, I certainly was not taught about the history of abortions. Oh, yeah. And if never. I was, it was skewed. In mm-hmm. our history of the history of white men, <laughs> this topic doesn't really come up much. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to bring it to you now. Yay! Again, starting from the beginning, what is abortion? The deliberate termination of a pregnancy. Now, in the last episode, I mentioned... Um, oh, wait, do we have a bleed search song? I don't remember. Um, also, bleed search is all I ever wanted. Bleed search Something like that. Oh, yeah, have to bledgicate. What were you going to say, Meg T? There's like a constant bike party going on and they just slow down in front of our house and blast music. So apologies. (laughs) 
I'll mute on Zoom, but Kate, you'll hear it on my recording. That every so often, she's like, you know what? That I sounds think like a great this- underscore to this. Yeah, I was going to say research. Let's actually like let's let's keep that in mind as Meg says something. Let's think of what a good like backing track would be for every single piece Ugh, of every yes, single phase please. of her research. Okay, that's a great yes, idea. Yes, please. Perfect. So, like for the history of abortion, <laughs> like what is are an we abortion? making an abortion playlist? Like, yeah. I think it's something really like, um, like peppy, almost like 1920s silent movie, like yeah, ragtime. Oh, okay. What is yeah. an abortion? I like it. Earliest evidence of an abortion: 1550 BCE. Uh, the earliest evidence was written on the Ebers papyrus. Ebers papyrus. Who can say? In Egypt, this papyrus is one of the oldest known medical works. Hmm. So, on the oldest known medical work, they talk about abortion. Wow. So, not surprising that it's one of the oldest medical practices in human history. Since since there were uteruses, there were people trying to yeah. expunge their uteruses. Yes. Expunge? Is that the right word? Sure. Sure. I, mean, I feel like it's a legal can... term, but I like it. Like expunge your record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, expunge yes. Of those, expunge the record of this cell-based <laughs> embryo. Yes. Yeah. The scroll contained 700 magical formulas and folk remedies meant to cure afflictions, ranging from crocodile bite to toenail pain and ridding the house of pests and abortion. Wow. So... We are already going to play a game. Ooh. All right. In this game, I don't have a catchy name for this game. In this game, you will tell me if you think this thing, this invention, is older or younger than abortions. Mm. Uh, I, I love like it. That. We okay, talked about this I- at the live show a little bit. Yeah. Invention number one, condoms. Younger Are condoms or- younger or older than abortions? I think, I think they're younger. Yeah, agreed. I think they, they came after abortions. Like people must have been like, oh, I'm pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant. How do I stop myself from being pregnant? People like Aristotle must have been like, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> Instead of using Pennyroyal. Every time you <laughs> call Oh, back we'll get into Penny Royal. We'll get into Penny Royal. Uh, the modern condom was invented in 1855. 80. Oh, my God. Oh, but before, but people also had used, like, didn't we learn, like, they used, like, raccoon pelvis? Oh, yeah, they lose, used tons of stuff. But I'm talking about, like, um, sil- I don't know what the original was made of, if it was made of silicone, but, like, the condom that we know, 1855. Okay. So quite a bit younger. Quite. Mm-hmm. Which just, just goes to show how the ownness is on the person with the uterus. Right. In DDO. Okay, next one. The wheel. <laughs> wow. I think it's got to be younger. I think abortion came first. Well. Because the people were fucking from day uno. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point but we know 
the first official so i'm guessing a lot of this is was it before or after 1500 bce yes exactly 1550 right right and i think by then we had wheels but i do see what kate's saying i do okay, both good points both fair right. points sure okay so meg says older i say younger the wheel is older. Okay. The wheel was invented in 3500 BCE, so it's about 2,000 years older. However, the, what? Yeah, the wheel is was only in 3500 BC. Uh huh. That's wow. still a long time ago. Sure, of course, but I'm pretty sure there but were if like think civilizations. Of yeah, yeah, like as far back as like 6,000 BC. Wheelless. That's what my wow. random website wow. I love it. No, I love it. Next one on the list, static electricity. Okay. Not a clue. Not even a clue. I couldn't tell you what that is and when that was. I mean, so, okay. Again, I'm getting bogged down in semantics, but static electricity is um, a product of nature. It's been around of course. forever. So but we're the discovery, when we, the discovery uh-huh. of static electricity. Yeah, it's got to be... Gotta be younger. Gotta be younger. Abortion. I mean, like Ben Franklin introduced us to electricity, but I think before people right. are like, whoa, 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 when our fingers touch sometimes. Hey, yo. Correct. Younger. Static younger. electricity was discovered in 600 BCE, so it is a thousand years whoa. younger. It is a thousand years younger. 900 if you're going to be that bitch, but... <laughs> Yeah, I was thought it years was like, younger. I was putting it in Copernicus era. Like uh-huh. I thought it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, I see what you're, yeah. Kites. Abortion and kites. Just another fun Sunday yeah. afternoon. The amount of times that abortion and kites come up in the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, you know, I, I, I think kites came later so i think kites are younger i also think younger correct wow kites wow, wow, wow. were invented between 400 to 300 bce so quite a bit younger over a thousand oh, years wow. younger i hope that the person that invented a kite just had an abortion right me, too. <laughs> me too and they were like "Wee! what's something <laughs> fun i can do um finally glass think younger younger glass is kind of newish glass is older whoa glass was invented between 3500 and 5000 bce wow what because i remember reading a book that like Crazy. houses with glass were kind of a like an industrial revolution victorian mm-hmm. thing but um but you know like we learned in the um like classic film Sweet Home Alabama. Um, <laughs> uh, famously younger than abortion. Fam- famously. Um, again, <laughs> they come up in conversation a lot together. When lightning God. strikes sand, it becomes glass. So ob- sure. someone could have right. lightning noticed, like, oh, heat. Old. Lightning's older, older than abortion. <laughs> I'm just going to do this this whole, this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate's child's younger than abortion. Younger Britain. Yeah. yeah. By, by quite a bit. By quite a bit. By quite a bit. Okay. Now we're going to take a trip around the world, starting in Greece. What were Grecians Woo-hoo. doing? Okay. What's the music for this one? Greece. What's, what's Something Greek from music? the mum. No. The mummy. 
mommy it's a chicken <laughs> that's even oh no uh, um oh. i think i'm feeling pan food like boop boop midsummer soundtrack i like it i like it um aristotle uh did not believe that um a fetus became formed her hold on let me say this a fetus did not become formed and begin to live this is what aristotle thought until at least 40 days after conception for a male and around 80 days for a female what he thought we that needed, female, we needed longer. We needed longer. He thought that female embryos develop more slowly based on like he, he would like study miscarried fetuses. And based Ooh. on that, he was like, I guess females need longer to to like gestate. But I guess would his thoughts were that we develop more quickly after birth, which is like super fascinating. Maybe it has to. I don't know. I don't know what you know how female fetuses be like this, but male fetuses be like like this. this. You know how women be shopping in the womb. I love that I'm trying to give Aristotle a pass when it probably was just like because women are dumber. Like I'm like you know maybe it had to do with our ovaries. No, Megan. (laughs) Um, So it does sound like Aristotle and Plato were okay with abortions. Quickening, I think, had to play a part, especially for Aristotle. So Plato, fine with abortions. However, Plato was also okay with hiding your disabled child away. Sure. <laughs> because they were an abomination. So, you know, uh, consider these these people were complicated. I don't, think, I don't think we're looking to Plato to, like, to, like, allow abortion. It's just interesting that it wasn't, like... So black and white as yes. the Christians would like us to think these days. Yes, that is true. But also, like, there is probably someone that's like, Plato thought that, and he was smart. So so oh, Plato sure. also, P- Plato was also into, like, if you were old and having kids, he was like, we should really just really try to convince them to have an abortion, because that baby is wow. not going to be, like, the utmost, like... Not good baby for our society. Yeah. It was a little eugenicisty, probably. Yeah. A skosh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's travel to Asia. Seventh uh, century BCE, we see examples of abortions by using abortifacients. One abortifacient was mixing oil and mercury Ooh. and taking it on an empty stomach. I'm just going to say this throughout the episode. Please don't try any of these abortifacients experiment with herbs that you know nothing about just don't don't do it just don't do it talk to people that for you yes there are safe options for you um also in china very similar to the states very similar to it seems like everywhere elite women were able to use abortifacients to terminate early pregnancy also known as menstrual blockage which i like menstrual i just got a little menstrual blockage um because regular menstruation was deemed the foundation of uterine health and fertility so obviously you don't want that menstrual blockage now this technology of reproductive control enabled elite wives to avoid childbearing and to displace 
the biological duties of the wife mother role onto the concubines and maidservants of their household. Wow. So that's a bit little handmaids too, but it's right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On to Mesopotamia. 21 to one. Hold on. Hold on. That's Wait, older yeah. than 1550 BCE. Yeah. Mesopotamia. Um, there were laws in Mesopotamia uh, in 2110 BCE that a historian points to by saying, like, there, there's really nothing in the laws saying that people in Egypt or the Tigris-Euphrates Valley that saw the fetus as a human. And actually, there's tons of evidence that at least until quickening, like, I don't think a lot of people gave a shit. Mm. Like, for sure. Um, also damaging a fetus was damaging a woman and the rights to compensation belonged to the father. Um, I know. Also, wait, so so that was in mess. So say that again. If you caused a miscarriage, if you caused a, a person to miscarry, you would have to reimburse their husband because he, he was not able to have that heir. Okay, so so was abortion then looked down up? It was only looked down upon because it was like a slight to the man. Yes. Okay. It says in general, greater penalties greater penalties existed for what might be called late term abortions than for early ones. Um, and actually, I'll come back to that because there are some biblical references to that as well. Traveling Fun. to Central and South America, sadly, I couldn't find a whole lot on Mayans, so I looked at the Aztecs. The Aztecs felt that the life of the mother was the priority over saving the fetus. Um, Women who died during childbirth were given the same honor as a soldier who died in battle. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. However, the Aztecs (laughs) were run by men. So also it sounds like if you got an abortion and it wasn't like life saving, you could be sentenced to death. But you could also be sentenced to death for homicide, defamation of character, using the emperor's insignia, and witchcraft. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, guys, uh, I gotta go. (laughs) Uh, I can't use this insignia. I've been using it for months. Also, though, in in the 1500s, there were writers that said that abortions were very common in this culture and there were herbs used. So it it does seem like men insert themselves into our shit throughout history, throughout history. I like to imagine that. I mean, because as all these civilizations were really complex, it wasn't just like. Yeah, they were one. So I like to imagine that like. Within the Aztecs, maybe there was like an Aztec version of Vicious Cycle. There was just like sitting yes. up on a mount or on a pyramid. Yes. And oh, they're yes. just like chatting about their menstie their menses chatting. and helping other people get abortions. I like yes. to think that. I love that. Um I sadly, like I said, I couldn't find a lot on Mayan culture. I couldn't find a lot on Sub Saharan Africa. If you guys have any info, send them our way. We'd love to see how all of the peoples were feeling about abortion. Now on to the Bible. Okay, I was going to ask, what does the Bible say? The Old Testament has several legal passages that refer to abortion, but they deal with it in terms of loss of property, not sanctity of life. 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. Not sanctity of life. A property. Like I said before, if a person causes a miscarriage, they must pay a fine to that person's husband. Mm-hmm. Because that person's husband did not get his suit. What are they called? His heir. Right. And How? Is that, yeah, go ahead. Like, would that also, do we know if that's true for, like, the the person carrying the baby? Like, if, so if they induced an abortion, would they then owe a fine to their spouse? Or is this just, like, an accident? Like, my cart ran away from my horse and hit your... Yeah, I would imagine that. Or just, like, you know... I don't know guys freaking beating people sure. like I don't oh, know violence it against was women? biblical of times course. yeah <laughs> um, violence against women older than abortion yeah <laughs> yes sadly um so however if that person caused the woman to die then they would potentially be sentenced to death so in the bible it lays out like fetus we don't care we only care about the husband um if the woman dies, then that's like fully your sentence to death. And, you know, it's Old Testament, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. They're sentencing people to death. The New Testament does not deal with abortion. Doesn't even touch on it, right? Mm-mm. I mean, it's funny because fascinating like, stuff. Wants, truly, I, I should really read that book again. Um, <laughs> uh, it like part of me wants to be like, I mean, it's still fucked. That it's like a woman's womb is then considered like a, a storage shed for the husband's yes. like, you yes. know, property. Yeah. Future, um, future property. Yeah. So that's fucked. But it's still then better than um, than what we're doing now. You know, it's so crazy. I so know. It's, it's, it's fucked both ways. It's so fucked. It's all fucked. Yeah. 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 The fact that some of these people and the range is crazy because I'll go into I think I'll go into a bit of what happens in in England. But the range is insane from like we don't care to like sentenced to death. Like, wow. The Yeah. It's pretty wild. We're going to take a little uh, left turn to abortifacients. Penny Royal. Penny Royal is is one of our most favorite findings on we this really, podcast. It, it jazzed us up during our live show. Like Penny I, Royal. It sounds fucking great in a cocktail. It does. It's okay. the name of our next child. Yes. I'm fine with it. Penny. Child. First name Penny. Middle name Royal. I Royal. fucking love that. I love it. Yeah. Penny. You know P- Penny Royal was like uh, one of Royal Tenenbaums like uh, in in like um, what's that word? Like b- bastard children. I didn't want to say bastard children. <laughs> illegitimate, like, illegitimate. Yes, illegitimate children. She just she's like fucking shit up in rural Michigan or something. <laughs> we love you, Penny. Um, Penny Royal is uh, one of the strands of Penny Royal is actually from the Mint family, really? and it uh, was a very successful abortion drug. Is However, it, a plant? it is a plant. Okay. However, uh, very poisonous if you take too much. That's why I'm saying don't fuck with these herbs. Um, yeah, don't fuck with them. It's reddish purple or lilac when it blooms. It can relieve pain, gastrointestinal discomfort, soothe colds, aid in menstrual pro- menstruation problems, but also can cause liver damage. That's what I'm saying. Don't try it at home. Um... So that is our Penny Royal. 
now. <laughs> okay, great. Because <laughs> I have I have another abortifacient game coming up, but we're gonna we're gonna detour again. Okay. On to modern. We're gonna go modern times, and then we're gonna go back. But you'll see why. Modern times. Modern times. The Comstock Act. Okay, so, so we're talking we need, all about. Oh wait, Meg. I'm so sorry. Can you please wait? We need music. Please, uh, please honor. Please honor. Wow, I thought something was like actually happening. Megan, <laughs> Megan, please, God. Please. 1800s, like, but 1800s music. So like, so like, strings, violins. Yeah, fiddle. A waltz. Fiddle? A waltz. Okay. That felt really good. You can good. go on now, Thank Megan. you, Meg. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. Anti-abortion statutes began to appear in the U.S. around the 1820s. Um, in 1821, a Connecticut law targeted apothecaries who would sell uh, poisons to women for the purpose of abortion. Uh, New York made post-quickening abortions a felony. Yikes. And pre-quickening abortions a misdemeanor eight years later. Eight years later, so things have been worse. I do feel like maybe I I portrayed like too much of a rosy picture during our, um, during our live show. But also, it was really surprising to me that like it hasn't just always been shitty. Like there were these right. aha moments of like fucking freedom. We don't care what you do with your body. That is your business. Like that right. is very real. Mm-hmm. But also the pendulum has swung back and forth. And I mean, Im- like imagining that being a felony in America is pretty scary to think about. Yeah. Um, criminalization accelerated from the late 1860s through the efforts of concerned legislators, doctors and the American Medical Association mm, was for the criminalization of abortion. Wow. We'll go back to that in a little bit. In 1873, the Comstock law prohibited any methods of production or publication of information. So that means pamphlets, really. Mm-hmm. Pertaining to pamphlets. Yes. They're dangerous. Per- the zines of the 1880s. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you could not print uh, pamphlets about abortion the prevention of conception, and the pre- prevention of venereal diseases. Even if you were a medical student, you could not what? get these what? this literature. So the, wow. the, their, their, their strategy to public health was basically the equivalent of like, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> we're not going to talk about It's the abstinence-only education of yes. the right. time, really. Yes. It's, so, um, yeah. it's just yeah. like, once again, like the puritanical, like, yeah. If you tell them how not to get sick from sex, then they'll have sex. So don't tell them. So they stop having sex. Exactly. It's disgusting. <laughs> By 1909, the penalty for violating these laws was a $5,000 fine in 1909. Jesus. And up to five years in prison. That's like a trillion dollars. <laughs> so much fucking money. Yeah. Per inflation um, and time. By 1910, nearly every state had anti-abortion laws, but it sounds like they were unevenly enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, because yeah. half of the fucking country has a uterus. How are you going to possibly, 
like it, it's so insane to think that you could control that. But Only a cis man would think you could right. do that successfully. But meanwhile, at this time, you have people, midwives, still still providing this service, I would imagine, right? Yes. Um, so the pressure to ban abortion was not entirely ethical or religious. It was partially mm. motivated, like I said, by the medical profession as a way of attacking the non-medical practitioners yes. who carried out okay. most abortions. So you right. mentioned this during the live show, that it was sort of like, yes. what are these women doing over there in that hut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they based the guys were like, we're going to make our own little association mm-hmm. and we will not be including you. We're going to delegitimize you. Mm. Over there with the all of your knowledge about herbs and abortions, because it sounds yeah, like right. doctors didn't perform abortions. Abortionists performed abortions. Right. Midwives like they were the people with the knowledge to do this. And they got shut out. Yeah. And it really wasn't doctors. Mm. Now, I didn't bring this up before. I did, but I didn't. We didn't take it a step further. The Catholic Church changed their idea of conception in 1869. Mm. Why is that an interesting time to all of a sudden decide when life starts? Is it something to do with the end of slavery? Yes. Uh, mm. 1869. That's only four years after the end of the Civil War. Mm. What a great time to practice some population control. If you force white women to have children, Mm. you're ensuring the majority of the white race. If you are forcing black and brown people to have abortions, you are continuing to keep them in poverty. It's a real fun, double-edged fuck sword. It's like a not a fun double dildo situation. So uh, double dildo, older than abortion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So before this, the Catholic Church didn't really weigh in on... Abortion. Or- so remember what I like. I I talked about like Saint Augustine mm-hmm, having thoughts mm-hmm. about pre quickening, post quickening. So like Christian scholars, like they're they're um the I think the pendulum swung like throughout history, mm-hmm. but it sounds like in modern times it wasn't until 1869 that they were like, oh, actually conception. Because I don't think I saw anything about life at conception. Even yeah. during the early writings of Dude, cr- Christian men. Real dark to like. It's very man, dark. Racism. No. White supremacy really just fucked yeah. over every fucking thing. It does. And it and it pits us against each other yeah. completely. Yeah. And and it picks favorites. Right. Because in early revolutionary times, if you were a white woman, it was like, have your abortion. Have a great time. Fine with it. Yeah. And um, sorry, so yeah. I uh, I just want to make sure I understood because you were saying for uh, in 1869 they uh, were making abortion unavailable to help make sure that more white people continued to be made like that's the theory that I am posing because it feels uh-huh. like an insane time to all of a sudden change your stance from quickening to conception i mean that's four months difference yeah um i i don't know if i like googled <laughs> specifically like was the catholic church trying to be racist but yeah. i have heard this theory of it was. <laughs> throughout the time of like this is a way to make sure we're getting enough white babies in the world mm. and keeping black and brown people poor 
and just controlling women in general, controlling people with uteruses in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because now, um, but but you did you did I hear you say about forced abortion for for black and brown people? Forced birth. Oh, forced birth. birth. Pardon me. Got it. Got it. Got it. I think you may have got said it, forced abortion, but yeah. Oh, my bad. Birth. My bad. Yeah. Forced birth. Um. Also, I wonder around this time if if the suffrage movement was sort of picking up steam too, and they were like, "Yep, up, 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 mm. up, up, women voting." Yep, yeah, you'll be it, too tired to fight for the vote, right? <laughs> well, and that is that's a a part that I didn't even get to in my research, which is a whole other thing. Is how did the suffragists feel about abortion? It was, you know, the suffrage movement was a lot of white women. Obviously, there were black suffrage suffragettes. And brown suffragettes, but um, it's interesting because people on both sides of the aisle, like there are anti-abortion, there's an anti-abortion organization named after Susan B. Anthony because they are convinced that she was against abortion Um, Mm -hmm. because it sounds like in her newspaper, there were articles saying abortion is child murder and all this stuff, but it's unclear if like she wrote it or if the man that was like funding their newspaper wrote it Mm. um so very interesting very very interesting how people are like fighting after her legacy basically Mm -hmm. um abortions were made legal in 1973 after roe v wade what I didn't realize is in 2003, the plaintiff in Roe v. Wade asked for the decision to be reversed because famously she became very pro-life mm-hmm. after the ordeal of Roe v. Wade. Um, uh, I somehow missed that altogether. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She was a huge supporter uh, of um, the pro-life movement afterwards. Really outspoken wow. until her death. Yeah. Um, and basically went before, um, the Supreme Court and asked for it to be reversed. She said that abortions are harmful to women, which we all know they are not. They are safer than childbirth. They are safer than childbirth. Um, what I didn't realize is there were restrictions in 2003 after the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate voted to ban late term or partial birth, which is disgusting. Late-term mm-hmm. abortions. It's not fucking partial birth. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I did not realize that. In the long line of of this issue. Vicious, vicious, vicious so now we're gonna play a little game. <laughs> Here for it. Is this or is this not? An abortifacient. Ooh, okay. Fun. First one. Mercury. Yes, you said it you is. mentioned that earlier. Yeah. You were listening. Good job, we Mercury. Listening. Mercury, also known as Quicksilver, which I did not realize. Yeah. Was used as an abortifacient. Do not use it. It will fuck you up. We're listening. S- we're learning. Second one. Fevermore. Fevermore. Like it sounds too much to me, like a um, <clears throat> high school emo band, mm. and so I'm like Paramore. No. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. so I'm gonna mm-hmm. say no. Okay, Kay. I'm gonna say yes, and that it is the essence of a goose oil. <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great guess. It is not an abortifacient. I slightly changed the name of an abortifacient, which is Fever Few. 
to fever no. more. <laughs> <laughs> and what is fever few? Uh, I assume an herb. An abortifacient. <laughs> an abortifacient. <laughs> um, also, Kate, I do think these uh, words could go into your game because they're really hilarious. The next one, okay. tansy. I've heard of this before, tansy. Can I? I've heard it can somewhere. Can I get a spelling? T a n s y, tansy. Oh, kind of like a pansy, but with a T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is. I'm gonna say it is. It is. Ding, ding, ding. Tansy Cute. is an abortifacient. Next one. Black helium. <laughs> That's made <What>? up. <laughs> I couldn't. You made that up. <laughs> I couldn't cover my face. <laughs> <laughs> Black helium. <laughs> I changed it. It It is not an abortifacient. The abortifacient is white hellebore. I changed it to black helium. <laughs> Okay. White Hellebore. Also a beautiful name for a girl. Okay, these great. are all great. These are all interesting names. I know. Mm-hmm. Next one. They sound like they could be in Harry Potter. Like fever. Yes, view. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Next one. Oleaster. Yes. I remember reading this in some article about about old timey something something. Okay. Because here's what I'm thinking. There's Oleander, which I do know mm-hmm. is maybe poisonous. Because of that, maybe that's book. what I'm thinking of. But I'm also gonna say yes. Yes, that it is oleaster. Oleaster. And the last one, farn. No, <laughs> that's just a midwestern person saying fern. Fern. <laughs> farn. That's some farns over there. Um, farn. What what did she change? Let's see. We know the pattern now where she just changes a letter. Maybe it's a, instead of a barn where someone goes to have an abortion. Um, I'm saying no, Meg. I'm saying no. Farn ain't an abortion. Abortifacient. It is an abortifacient. Shit. Okay. She broke the pattern. <laughs> Okay, this what is, actually, is far- it's just like an herb. Yeah. Okay. Um. So this is my. I think this is my mostly my last segment. Uh, we have a new patron saint in the house, and <gasps> she Uh-oh. and she is actually a patron saint. I'm loving it. Listening. Hildegard von von Bingen. Bingen. Mm. My girl. Hildegard von Bingen. Meg, you know her? I sang one of her operas. Ooh. She's a badass and she gets she got auras like I did. She got migraines. Shut up. And so people are like, you can see God, Hildegard. Anywho, so I love her. But she's That's wait, so cool. Wait, you could become a saint because you saw auras and people thought I mean, you were Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> because because when you have one and you're looking at someone, it's like they have a halo. So if you're looking whoa. at someone, you're like, whoa, like back if you were I'm religious, a saint. you could be like, yeah, oh my God, I think God's talking to me. Um, anyways, enough about me. Um, was <laughs> she like pro choice? Hildegard was a woman of many talents. She was an abbess, which I believe means in charge of an abbey, mm. a composer, a mystic, a writer, a philosopher, and medical provider. 
she prescribed medical abortions, y'all. Cool. That's and and what, what year are we talking? 1098. Okay. Yeah, she's old Pretty school. fucking cool. In the medieval era, monasteries served as proto-hospitals where nuns and monks tended to injured members, soldiers, and travelers. Hildegard's parents tithed her to the church. So at 14, she went to a monastery and she was trained as an infirmary. Uh, she published several several works on science, including which included making 437 claims of medicinal uses for 175 different plants. She described the use of botanical amenagogues, which is abortifacients, um, like a serum, white hellebore, Feverfew, Tansy, Oleander, and Farn. That's where they're there. I learned That's where all I got it from. recently. That's yep. where I got it from. Very cool. <laughs> um, Hildegard prescribed other treatments specifically for retention of the menses. So I'm going to walk you through one of the ways you could catch your menses. You could call it back to you. <laughs> A bath of fresh river water heated with warm tiles and filled with tansy or chrysanthemum Mullen and feverfew. Doesn't this sound like a fucking spa situation? That's great. Yeah. Or the it sounds like a, like a menu at a at a herbal tea shop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the bath should fully cover the belly. In addition to the bath, the per- person should take barberry and one third as much yarrow, aristologia, and one ninth as much yew, and crush this mixture in a mortar. No wonder you needed to have fucking chemists being able to do this shit. This is a science, being able to know exactly how much of this and that. Put it in a little bag, cook it in wine, add clover and white pepper and honey, and drink this for 5 to 15 days until you get that menses back, baby. Okay, Ugh, that sounds sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. Um, mold wine in a like bath. Mold, mold wine for five days in a row. Fine yes. with it. Hell yes. Um, y- the way sh- you talked about it was like to bring back your menses. Yes. Was that like a a euphemism? Because obviously, like, you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good question. So I think some scholars argue that retaining the menses was only used for amenorrhea in hopes mm. of increasing fertility. However, it's very likely everybody knew what they were doing and sure. it was also a way to end unwanted pregnancies. Because that's also- a great segue. <laughs> okay, cool. Because yeah. I was going to say, um, this person, this historian, Etienne Vandewal, was like, that the, that the herbs widely advocated to stimulate healthy menstruation were also reputed to cause abortion that created a zone of opportunity for women who resolved to terminate a pregnancy. So it's kind of like it's in this kind of safe, like, oh, I'm, I have a menorrhea probably. I just mm-hmm. need to get my, right? It was like a right. wink, wink type of situation. It's like sort you of like in the way of, it figured out. It's sort of like in the way abortion pills now were made for like ulcer, stomach ulcers and people yeah, were like, right. oh, also, right, wink, exactly. Wink. I've got an ulcer in a different part. But even though you say, like, even though we're talking about this, Christian doctors 
always held the pregnant parents' life over the fetus. They would in in always, this time. Yes. Wow. That life comes first. Period. Yeah. Like Heldegard would have been like, "This is my patient. This is my responsibility is to keep mm-hmm. you safe." Pretty what cool. a wild concept. I know. What a wild, wild concept. Um, although a lot of these things were written down, a lot of the knowledge would have been passed down orally over mm-hmm. generations. And it's believed that Hildegard learned what she knew about um, like botanicals and tinctures and all these things was not just from like being taught at the monastery, but also from folk knowledge because in her writings, her writing was mixed with writing in Latin and German. So the Latin information probably was her like more formalized training. And then the German terms is more like folklore from the people in her community teaching her. That's Isn't that cool. cool? That's very cool. Acor- according to the monk Theodoric, uh, who like witnessed her. Um, Wait, Theodoric? Theodoric. Was he um, a dork? I was, he was a dork. <laughs> Uh, he said that she had so high a degree, the gift of healing, that no sick person had recourse to her without being restored to health. So basically, she was really fucking good at her job. And people that wrote about her said that she knew what doctors of the time did not know. Like, doctors in the Middle Ages did not. They didn't know because mm-hmm. they weren't in the know because this was our business. People with the uterus. It was like, you guys know this is your thing. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, abortion, sorry, opinions on abortion and contraception were as varied in the medieval era as they are now. So penance, are both of you familiar with penance? Like Mm -hmm. asking forgiveness in church. So I guess having an abortion pre or post quickening would change your penance. So if it was before quickening, your penance would be one year. If it was after quickening, your penance would be three years. But I don't know what that entails because when I was given penance, it was like, go Satan Hail Marys. Right. So for a year, a year of rosaries. (laughs) Yeah. So it just sounds like Julia M.H. Smith writes... From the earliest Christian times, churchmen had invade in vain against both contraception and abortion. And there's no doubt that common herbs with effective contraception and abortifacient properties were well known throughout the time. Um, however, most midwives were women, so their work faced less oversight because they weren't like doctors. And... This was really interesting to me. Women, people with uteruses, we can be invisible because the because mm. of sexism. But we can use that invisibility to have our own regulations, right? And and kind of create and protect our own little community so people don't know what's happening on the outside, which can be threatening to them. Mm-hmm. Um so this quote says, in many cases probably no one else beside the pregnant person and their helpers would even know about the abortion. So like if you don't snitch, nobody's going to know. So just (laughs) mind your P's and Q's. Keep it in the household. be fucking cool. Okay. (laughs) Just be fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Also, this is really, go ahead, Meg. I'm going to get some water. It made me think, um, you know, back in like Hildegard's day and, you know, probably hundreds of years past that 
I don't know when they got savvy to people unmarried having sex. Like, but you know, times when church was really like in charge of villages and stuff and you were a teen and you could go to someone and be like, um, my period went away. And they're like, oh, you're an unmarried girl. Well, we have just the thing for you to get to back. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, men could be so oblivious. They're like, but she's not married. So it can't be a baby, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just makes me think that clever teen girls being like, I, I fuck. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> um, there was a, fo- a priest of the time. That even though he of was what against, time? What, sorry, what time? Um, this would be the time Kate. between five hundred and one thousand A.D. Okay, okay. Um, even though he was against abortion, he was in favor of sex workers getting abortions. Oh, because he said, and I quote: "For even if the daring deed be hers, yet the causing of it is thine, men." Oh. Okay. The causing of it is thine. It's thine. Dude. Very it's progressive. So thine. Father, it's so thine. It's so I can't even stand thine. it. It's, it's so, so thine, thine. I can't even stand it. Ugh. <laughs> I can't even stand it. That was from Father John Chrysostom. Thank you, Father John. Thanks, Father John. Um, I mean, kind of thanks. Like he was yeah, probably a dick I'm sure otherwise. You were a fucking other ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, the loss of the fetus was seen as an acceptable price to pay for saving the life of the pregnant person. And people at the time were sympathetic to the dangers that awaited uterus havers and the social implications that the loss of a parent would have on a family structure. Hmm. Yeah. 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 People can't even comprehend that these days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So even though Hildegard probably took gestational age and insolment and quickening into account, like I said, prioritizing the health of the pregnant person was Hildegard's bag. That was what Hildegard was about, fam. That's what (laughs) she was about. Now, throughout this uh, research... There is also talk of sterilization, forced abortions. Mm. So, like, control can look a lot of different ways. Right. It can swing one way. It can swing the other way. Um, at the end of the day, it's not our fucking responsibility to populate the earth. Sorry. It's not. It's not ours alone. And we shouldn't There's- be the ones to have to answer to, like, men that are like... Our population is dwindling or we have to like fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also if if other things were handled, like if parents were more supported and if we had more community care and all of these things, I'm pretty sure the population would just like naturally ebb and flow like mm-hmm. it has done since the dawn of time. So that's basically it, y'all. Fascinating Look, stuff, man. So yeah. much stuff. I didn't even get into like Egypt as much as I could have. Um, I mean, so so many things, so many places we could have gone. I mean, this is just like yeah, it's just a reminder that like it's never been. It's always been complicated. It's always been complicated. Yeah, but like, but it's not been so morally black or white yes as as people take it today 
And, you know, even like even on the liberal side, like like Sarah was talking about the clothes hanger, like there's a lot of misinformation all around. It wasn't the past was not all good or all bad. Right. And Sarah should, is a future guest who we oh, yes. listeners haven't heard from yet. Sarah's wonderful. But, yeah. um, Sarah's an abortion doula that we interviewed this season. Um, but yeah, it's always been fraught. There have been big chunks of time where there was progress. It was great. We got to do our thing. And then, I mean, all the way to like your sentence to death. So I don't know. I hope that makes I don't know how it is going to make you feel. Maybe it'll make you feel hopeful or like, oh, holy shit. But I think it should make us feel hopeful because it's been done before and we'll do it again. Yeah. We'll push yeah. for we'll push for um, space to practice abortions for everyone, not just people with insurance, not just people with wealth. Like, guys, we should start everyone. a pamphlet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I what would our pamphlet jail time be? <laughs> imagine okay i'm again imagining vicious cycle in all the different time eras yeah and in, in 1870 we were definitely a pamphlet and it was ye old vicious cycle it was probably yeah. it was probably a pamphlet with like dicks drawn on it to like poke fun at the fact that they were like you can't even teach about vd and so it would be like <laughs> dick <laughs> And vag, like it would just be obscene draw crude drawings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Like funny women. Um, what, remind me, what was the priest's line again? The, the, oh, the half the responsibility John. is thine. Is thine, baby. Is Let me see. thine. I feel like that would be the name of our podcast. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it's thine, motherfucker. It's thine. <laughs> Hold on. Instead of it's brown, it's thine. <laughs> it's <laughs> thine, bitch. <laughs> um, also, if we were, um, I don't know where Egypt falls in pre, wait, where is Egypt? What time period is like ancient Egypt, pharaohs? <laughs> well, the, the papyrus that I talked about is 1550 BC. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if Vicious Cycle were like like ancient etchings, it would be <gasps> three blood drops yes. and you can yes. come back every week and you see what we've etched in yes. the pyramids. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. So and then it also oh, uh, be three like side eyes. <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So like what were hieroglyphics for menstruation? Holy shit. I'm Googling oh, that. I'm Googling that. Live Google. I like the idea of blood drops and, eye- and eyes to the side. Yeah. Oh my like, God, uh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, for even if the daring deed be hers, yet the causing of it is thine. The causing of it is thine. <laughs> so good. That's what I'm going to say next time Carl does something. Yeah. I mean, like, the, like he <laughs> doesn't empty the, he breaks a glass. I'm like, the causing of it is thine, bitch. Nine. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> So good, so good. Meg, that's my time. That's my time. You're welcome. Far back, you really feel like deep into the annals. Don't even say that word, (laughs) Meg. Um, Sorry, you cut out. What? What was um, that? You, you, you just you thrust your your far reaching. Oh, (laughs) okay, okay, okay. 
I feel like Bill and Ted, man. I feel like Whiplash. Like that was exciting. Went through all the time eras. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, cool. Um, does, and do we want to do like a Why I Cried? It's the first one of the season. Sure. Oh, why did I cry this week? Cry this, this week. Nobody's is supposed to be here. Be here. When I talk about why I cry this week. Why did I cry? Um, I, I got a little emotional watching Steph Curry after the Warriors won fourth time in 10 years. Um, and I wasn't expecting to, I grew up a massive basketball fan, Mm. not specifically a Warriors fan, but I am definitely a fan now. Um, and yeah, it's just, I love Steph Curry and just the absolute emotion that he showed from winning. And he was like, I thank God every day that I can play basketball at this level. And it was just like, <laughs> and he was crying. And Aww. I was like, I once wrote a poem about wanting to play in the WNBA. Um, that <laughs> was need to see that poem. That was a dream of mine as a child. And so it was just very special to see. Um, I don't know. It just really hit me. It was so sweet. He was so happy. Um, they were all so happy. <laughs> wow. So that, that's cool. Steph Curry got me. That's beautiful. Today I like had the twinkle of a tear and then that immediately counts. left. It counts. Um, and immediately laughed at myself. So there's a new kind of like vet that opened up um, at a corner near my apartment and I pass it uh, on my walks. And... Um, and they recently installed like illustrations to let you know like oh hey this is a vet and um like one is like a person like cuddling with their cat but the one that gave me a little twinkle in my eye oh oh, boy it's just a little puppy just a little one and it's got a (laughs) if i cry talking about (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Okay, so oh no. she's crying, everybody. No. Oh my god. <laughs> no. She's Anyways, remembering it. A- <laughs> oh no. It just had a little bandage on its paw and it was giving its little paw to the doctor. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was really powerful. Okay. <laughs> Was the bandage like a Star Wars Band-Aid or what kind of bandage are we talking about? It was a Paw Patrol Band-Aid, okay. Obviously. (laughs) But dogs don't, wait, wait. No, none of it makes sense, Meg. It's a cartoon. Okay, I was like, it doesn't stick to the fur. What's happening? It's an illustration. No, it was was a little like bandage wrap. Uh, it's little paw oh my god i'll take a picture of it you'll see it's please post this on the instagram (laughs) please post it on the gram did children draw these i believe a professional did it okay okay i think if you saw it you'd be like whoa that's a really good puppy that's real good (laughs) that's real good drawing (laughs) anyways that's why i cried immediately um Um, 
you saying that reminded me that I would also like to post some pictures of these abortifacients on Instagram. Note to myself. Um, it Doing this research really made me feel like so grateful to mm. plants. They've had yeah. our back for thousands of years. And it was so cool to see illustrations. <laughs> illustrations getting me now. No, I'm not. Crying. Come on. <laughs> um, but just seeing illustrations of these cool herbs and stuff and being like, how fucking cool that our ancestors on every fucking continent in the world were able to figure out based on their local herbs, like what could what could help us? That's so fucking cool. That's amazing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Love that. Not crying, but it's sweet. <laughs> not a wimp like I'm not people. crying. <laughs> I don't know why I have cried recently. Um, uh, I, may sh- I may cry soon enough, everybody, because my husband just tested positive for COVID and it is coming <sighs> to the rest of us in the house. Uh, so maybe this week I'll cry out of sheer frustration. <laughs> yeah. I hope you um, take some days off work, Kate. You deserve it. Yeah, I, I'm sure I will if I get sick. Uh, but also just to like handle yeah, shit. Like, handle. Because yeah. It's like and we, just like trying, chill. Yeah, we're trying to figure out like, yeah, should Carl. I mean, he's going to sleep in the bedroom. I'm going to sleep in the yeah. living room. Uh, he wore the mask around in the house today. But like, you know. Yeah, I it's need help. Tough. Also, like, yeah. yeah, I was like, can you can yeah. you change B's diaper? He was like, should I? Should I get that close to her? I'm like, yeah, probably not. But like, am I just now? Am I just taking care of the kid for the? But then what right. if exactly. I get sick? And like, working. exactly, right? Yeah, <clears throat> so, that's what I'm um, saying. And working, gonna, that's not. It's no. going to be navigating an interesting situation. So um, I'm really sad. I'm not there to like babysit. Oh, B. Thanks. Well, <laughs> you like, know, oh, we could have. I mean, he could have gotten it from our live show. So <laughs> I was wonder. I was wondering that. But like, here's the thing: we had a lot of friends there, and I feel like we. Well, I don't know. Yeah. There, we, there were people that aren't weren't our friends there, so I was like, maybe someone would have told us. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, I see know. what you're saying. Yeah. Like so, we would have gotten a heads up. I feel like yeah, if someone yeah, yeah. had gotten it, right? Yeah. Um, but who knows? We will find out. But it was so yes. funny because at the live show, you know, I was worried leading up to the live show whether or not yes. one of us would get it. And then at the live show, I was like, "Oh man, we're in a bar." You know, people were wearing masks in the show, but I, you know, I hugged a lot of people. I remember seeing our really dear friend Nico, who surprised yes. us with being there, and I gave him a big hug. And I remember in that moment, I hadn't seen him since 2019, and in that moment, I thought, "This is worth it. If I get COVID, Aww. like this is worth it." Um, Nico, and we then love of you. course we had this really great show, and I was like, "Worth it, worth it." Worth so we'll it. see. I'll yeah. let you know, worth listeners. It. I'll let you know if it indeed was worth it. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> I come back next episode. Fuck you, everybody. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. I mean, it's crazy that, like, what if this happened a week ago? No, I would have been pissed. I would have right. cried for sure. That would have yeah. been stressful. The show. Yeah. So, I guess the COVID oh, gods were looking down on you. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it'll avoid In me. In weird way. Then I, yeah. I hope we'll so. See. I mean, I know what made me proud this week, and that's our fucking live show. Yeah, Our so beautiful proud. write-ups. I feel so proud. We've been oh, collaborating yeah, together about for a long time. Yeah, so yeah. exciting. It just feels like a beautiful testament to our friendship, our creative yeah. partnership that we've like work. 
lasted through three separate, <laughs> at least, creative endeavors, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And like people, people, uh, a few people after the show asked me, what's it like to perf- to do a podcast live, like to perform in, mm. a, a podcast in front of an audience? And I was like, honestly, well, we were all performers first before podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, it's different to record in front of an audience, but like it came so natural mm-hmm. in a way that like I wasn't, none of us were even worried backstage. There was no sense of like nerves because we've just, we've done this with each other not miss, not as a podcast, but we've performed in front of audiences for like over a decade together. Mm, yeah. So it just felt really, really good to like know we had it. Yeah. And we did. And I'm listening back to it. It hasn't aired yet at this point, but I'm listening. I'm editing it. And I'm like, this is so fun. Yay. Yay. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you have notes or thoughts, or feedback or an herb that you have heard is an abortifacient <laughs> please call herb, our hotline herb, herb. herb have you heard at- <laughs> <laughs> please call our hotline at 9106 uterus um there you can also leave funny stories or ask us a question and tell all your friends about us what episode is coming next week not totally sure at this moment but probably abortion related um is roe v wade been uh, gutted yet we don't know we'll find Woo! out yeah, it still um, hasn't Ruling still hasn't come in this present reality. So we're still living in beautiful, ignorant bliss. It's great. But in the meantime, tell all your friends about us. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram. And in the meantime, keep calm. And the the cause cause is thine. Thine, bitch. Our theme song was written by Meg Trowbridge and performed by The Go Ahead. Find them at thegoaheadmusic.com. And our Vicious Psycho logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.